0: the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hello, sunshine. It's me, Donica, ReCapture. We're on the radio another, another week, Monica. Hey, girl. Hey, good morning. I know you hate that, but hey, how you doing? Hi, how are you? Or whenever you? you're listening. Yes, on radio or on podcast, whenever you're listening. This is Donica and Monica. We are here with Recapture. Want to it's Father's Day weekend. Yes. Yes, yes. So we want to say happy Father's Day. Yes. To my love to Derek, my husband, the uh, my baby daddy. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Rest in peace to our dad. Rest in peace William Travis Strange. We grew up a long time without our dad. He passed away September 9th, 1981. 1981. Still, so he was a, was a young man, a young man. Family. Yes, young man. very young man. And so but very ambitious and entrepreneur. Yes, he was. Uh, we are speakers because of our dad. Yes, it's a History and lineage of that in our family. Yes, Dad never worked for anybody else. Yes, I don't remember my Dad having a job with other people for other people. Yes, he always had his own businesses. So happy, happy Father's Day to Jonathan and Christian, and happy Father's Day to our. Brother-in-law, PJ, happy Father's Day. I guess rest in peace to Fred. Rest in peace, Fred. Who else you Frederick say? Lucian. Yes, who else you rest want to say? In peace. Happy Father's Day, too. Happy Father's Day to our two brothers, um, Rick, and to our brother, Byron. Happy Father's Day to them. And we have a pretty big family, so if we get into the family day, the Father's Day shout-out, we're going to forget somebody. So we're going to leave it at our brothers, our dad, and you uh, left it to... Uh, Happy Father's Day to your grand love's father. So we think that's great. To any other persons out there. Happy Father's Day. Happy to Father's you Day. To all the radio. dads out there. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So it is Father's Day weekend. I do want to tell the community that I am going to be a speaker today, one PM, covered scars. Don't Heel 1901, Ferguson Way. I've been studying and reading about that because, you know, when we were growing up, we put a Band-Aid on it, right? Right. We right. put a Band-Aid on it. But in studying about that topic, it often said, if it's not going to get dirt in it or anything, to leave it uncovered. Wow, I, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, because we we want that band-aid. We, that's an attention grabber. And then, As a kid. And too. then band-aid got fancy and started putting color designs on it and everything, right? Remember that? We was going to, we I was watching a commercial where a person was talking about bandages and how all the bandages were pink back in the day. And now,
1: mm-hmm. I, now
0: they have bandages along the way of the uh, skin tone spectrum. Okay, yes. What, yes. it took 100 years for that? My goodness. So it's. <laughs> It's from the Visionary. Thank you so much, Pastor Nicole Harrington, for having me to be a part of this powerful empowerment event today at 1 o'clock. So you still have time. You got to go to the cleaners, the laundry, whatever you got to do. That's okay. You can do that before and come on over, 1901, Ferguson Way, some other powerful uh, speakers that are going to be a part. And I'm so humbled and thankful that I get to share a part of my story on today. So that's that's what we're doing. We're going to get in and continue our conversation. Anything else you want to add, Monica? No, just want to encourage you to come out and support Donica and Pastor Harrington and the other people uh sharing their awesome testimonies and sharing the word of God. It's going to be an awesome move today. Amen. Today is also 25K Day, it was our goal to raise lots of money for Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration, for our scholarship fund. Hey, listen, it's not too late. I could be a Baptist preacher right now and... Uh, collect some uh, offering. Yes, and so it's not too late. You can join us online at www.psdiamondcelebration.com to support the work that we do. To continue the work that we're doing. Yes, uh, the work that we're doing with women seeking education, the work that we're doing with women and uh, recovering from and alcohol, and the work that we're getting into, and the domestic violence sphere mm-hmm. and other women support areas. We ha- women. And Amen, Because we Monica. are women, because yes. we are empowered women. Yes. Uh, we. I told the story on Facebook the other day that I am who I am because of my mother. Amen. Because she made a decision about her own life and did something for herself. And because my mother, uh, uh, as they say, pulled herself up by the bootstraps, I was able to go out to college and get an undergrad degree in business finance, get a graduate degree in counseling. And I've been 21 years in my career with a large national insurance plan where we support uh, mental health and substance use orders for insurers. And so, hey, listen, we help women. Come join us. Come join us. On the journey of supporting women. Let me give you that uh, link again, www.ps diamondcelebration.com uh, we're asking for your best gift your best gift, amen Monica your best gift, listen I could be a Baptist preacher now uh, they take up that offering three times, uh, I don't mind so we are helping women and if you could come along with us uh, side by side with us yoke arms with us as we continue the passage and the journey of the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration, www.ps diamondcelebration.com With that said, we just want to move right on into last week's recap. We had a conversation on having appropriate conversations with your young people about drugs. So just going to give you a recap on a couple of the topics there and then we'll move on for our conversation today and your conversation with your young person, with your young people, your children, children that you have relationship with, children you teach. Number one, keep it age-appropriate. You should start talking to your young people about drugs early in life, but make sure you're keeping it age-appropriate. The right content of your conversation really matters. When you start to talk about drug use and not using drugs with your kids, you want to make sure that you're relating to them in a way that they understand. Now, you know the language of preschoolers is not going to be the same as the language of your teenagers. Your teenagers are going to have friends who are vaping and doing things like that. And that person, they're smart in school. They don't run off from their parents on the weekend. They have a car. It's going to seem like the right thing to do. So your conversation with your teenager is very different than your conversation with your preschooler. So number one, make sure that's a conversation and talking about drugs with your children is age appropriate. Number two, be clear about the rules and reasons. Yes. Be clear about the rules and reasons. Listen, it's just not good out there to be taking drugs. You don't know what those people are giving you. You say, hey, we smoke us a little weed. And nothing wrong with a little weed. Nothing wrong with a little vaping. Uh, you don't know what they put in that that joint. Okay, we're going to talk real language. Right. You don't know what they put in that joint, and now you're off on fentanyl or whatever else can go in there. So be clear about the rules and reasons. Your kids should have no doubts about what your stance is on drugs. Dude, don't take drugs. Period. That's what we stand for. Don't take drugs. Number three, you got to lay down the law. Now, one thing about the law in your household, one thing about the law, and kids you have relationships with, uh, sometimes, you know, we talked a little bit about it, about more privilege than punishment. But in the conversation about drugs, some of it do have to be a little bit of punishment. Um, just as you need to be clear about what's happening um, about substance use your kids need to know where you start and what punishment they'll give if they smoke or drink or do drugs just be clear hey dude give me the keys to your car give me the keys to that phone if they're little and they're not driving give me the keys to the phone and thank you no game playing for you you know these kids are just overly addicted to playing these games i used the word and i meant it and so you got to take these games away i'm gonna take the car keys away they have to know what the punishment's going to be and then we'll work through that so Uh, They need to know what the, be clear about the law is. Number four, talk about immediate consequences and not just the punishment. What's the immediate consequences? Did you know you took those pills and you thought they were going to be fun and you're just going to have a good time? Well, sometimes these drugs, you don't know your own body and that you have a, a, could possibly have a, become addicted. And then you're gonna become addicted to that drug. Your girlfriend, your cousin, your classmate—they didn't—they didn't get addicted, but that's not what your body did. You're gonna get addicted. You right. could uh, get addicted. Yes. So be very clear, not only about uh, punishments, but about the consequences. That's um, that was number four. Sometimes sugar, cigarette smoking it can affect your appearance and your hygiene, your attractiveness. You go into high school smoking cigarettes, and everybody's like, "Oh, he looked terrible." Uh, She looked terrible She smelled like cigarettes Now you you got a whole other thing going on In high school kids don't want to talk to you don't want to hang around with you You look terrible Uh, Drunk driving can cause injury to yourself Or someone else Even causing a death These are the consequences Now sometimes we don't want to have These deep conversations with your kids But you have to Substance abuse of all types Can affect your athletic performance you thought you was going to a D1 school. You're not going nowhere. Uh, substance use of any form can impact your athletic performance. If you're a good athlete, you're a strong athlete, and you have plans for your athletic career, you have to have a conversation with your kids about that. They just start hanging out with their friends, and their friends were smoking weed, and their friends were taking drugs and all of this, and they thought they were going to make their way to college. Well, you're not. Because taking drugs of any kind, it impacts your athletic performance. Finally, number five, this is what we talked about last week. You got to talk to them about how expensive a drug habit is. A substance habit is expensive, and you're going to do anything and all things to get money for that drugs, and you don't want to do that. So, those were the recap from my conversation on last week having a true conversation with the people in your family, the young people in your family about drugs and what the consequences are for those. So just want to do a recap. This your recap for last week's conversation. And I would say, Monica, thank you for the recap. There are actually eight uh, points of conversation that we had, but guess what? We have a podcast. Go to the podcast, listen to the information, www.kkht.com. Go to programs and podcasts. Find, recapture and listen to the full conversation yes. on drugs uh, that you can have with your, with your family. What I, what I will say is what we talked about last week, Monica, you did as well. It said, keep the conversation going, keep an ongoing conversation with your children. I would say as the founder of Patricia Ann strange diamond celebration, we, my, my children know the story of the diamond celebration, right? They, they can work. Tell it the story from verbatim about our story and our mother's recovery story. And I remember this week on my social media page. Wait a minute, I want to give a I'm gonna shout out to a young person in our family. Uh, Anderson, we was watching the television show. I wasn't watching it with her. But I was watching this television show with my sister on cable. And it was about people being in the airport. And they're stopping you from doing different things, trying to um, smuggle drugs through the airport. And the episode I was watching was in Rome. They're in Rome and the people coming through. And for whatever reason, the um, policia, P-O-L-I-Z-I-A, that's what they had in Rome. The policia just pick out different people coming out of the jetway. And, like, they look suspicious. Why he's suspicious? They look at his ticket, say he's going to be there in 21 days. But he got a rolling bag. One bag. Oh, you You lying you you're gonna be here 21 days you have one bag that's their experience that's the experience of what they're doing like no they're they have a story behind this one little backpack the one little one little rolling bag and so the little uh great niece in our family she was telling her mimi, don't they know drugs is bad don't they know they're gonna go to jail So somebody already had a conversation with (laughs) Anderson. That is a perfect segue, Monica, (laughs) to have conversations, age-appropriate drug uh, uh, prevention tips for all ages. So we gave the eight steps on last week, and Monica recapped five of them. Go to our podcast, listen to the uh, six, seven, and eight. But it is a conversation of what is age-appropriate. So like you said, for the niece, Who I I guess is maybe like seven years old. But what do you tell a person who is a preschooler, a preschooler two to four years old? Uh, It's it's all about laying about laying down foundations for healthy students. So we're going to give some age appropriate scenarios because I like the steps that we gave, but some little. More scenarios that can help us, and you're going to help me along with this, Monica. So if you have a child who is 2 to 4 years old, and you're taking your daily vitamin, this is a scenario, taking your daily vitamin, and uh, your, your child is interacting with you, what do you tell your child when they're 2 to 4 years old? You're starting early. You say, vitamins help your body grow. You need to take them every day so that you can grow and get big and strong. Hey, but- this is what mommy is giving you. This is what daddy is giving you. Don't take anything that anybody else gives you. Y'all remember those old school rules? We had old school rules. Don't go in my house, stay in my house. Well, what I give you is what I give you, and nobody else can give you that. Nobody else can give you vitamins. If you go to school and they want to ask you for vitamins, they have to call mommy. So nobody can give you vitamins. That's just how the rules are. And just like those old school rules, what happened in my house, stay in my house. Now, we know there's some negative things to that and all kind of secrets and stuff, but we're going to go to the rule. You, you need to make it very clear and have a very clear stance with your even small two to the four-year-old. Nobody can give you vitamins. Right. And then even going a little bit further, Monica, another scenario for someone two to four, your kid is uh, curious about the medicine uh, that's uh, that they see, medicine models <clears throat> they see in the home, and you just tell your child, you only take the medicine when you're sick or when mommy or the doctor gives it to you. I, I'm really on another page about that. I really feel like when you have small kids, they really don't even need to see your medicine. Your medicine can be in your drawer. Just because they made medicine cabinets in the bathroom... You run your house the way you run it. You have small children. You can put your medicine where they don't see it because kids are little inquisitive. They have to have a whole campaign about those tie Pods. Mm -hmm. They look like candy. Oh, let me take some of this. The kids are inquisitive. Just because somebody made something called a cabinet, medicine cabinet, you decide what's fair for your household. Your kids don't even have to see your medicine. But the way that you combat is with, when you say taking the medicine, telling your child, taking medicine yourself or taking the wrong medicine is dangerous. It can be dangerous. So uh, going along with what you're saying, that they have a campaign about the uh, Tide pod. Pods mm-hmm. because they look like candy, and then they have to strengthen how uh, you get in them sidebar, I can't get my tie possum. I can't even open that thing myself. <laughs> but they did that because kids were putting them in their mouth. So they had to create a cat a campaign for it, and then they had to do something about it, just like in your own household. And they say when your, your kids don't live in a bubble, what do you tell your children? Your children, uh, they see adults smoking or vaping, what do you tell your child? And it says, you know what? Uh, Grown-ups sometimes make decisions that are not the best or healthiest choices. Uh, When you start smoking, your body feels a certain kind of way and then makes your body want to crave uh, the cigarettes. That's why it's so important to never start. So you may have a message or a principal in your family to say, hey, we don't smoke, but they they going to the McDonald's or whatever. You know, you can't smoke inside buildings. Uh, back in the day, used to smoke in, people used to smoke in the building. Smoke on the so, airplane and everything. So, it seems so strange. Airplane all smoky. I will tell you a story, Monica. When I got into the workforce, people didn't smoke in the buildings anymore. But my older co coworkers, they were all like reminiscing. We we used to smoke in here. You know, it's like, okay, that's weird. So there's a lot of things going on. You don't live in a bubble. Your kids, your children are small. Well, that goes back from the conversation on last week. It does not matter that you don't live in a bubble. You have to take it back to what is the stance for our family. And so you may see people smoking, not necessarily in the McDonald's. I don't think you could smoke in the building. But standing outside the building and they're smoking a cigarette Mommy, they're smoking, but our family, we don't smoke. You don't got to judge a person and make them an ugly person or anything. We don't smoke in our family. It's not good for your health. It's not good for us. Now, there are some brothers and sisters in Christ, you may smoke. We're not judging you on that. This is a Christian radio program. Um, It is a struggle. It is a struggle to stop smoking. So we're not judging our brothers and sisters in Christ. May God give you uh, peace, uh, and along your journey to uh, remove nicotine cravings. Uh, But for your family, we're talking about those of us having conversations age appropriate with children. Thank you for saying that, Monica. That was a really good uh, Mm -hmm. a piece of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And so, moving for elementary students, five to eight years old, we're going to build on the mentioned. Steps that we gave before, uh, building on those tips. Here are some age appropriate scenarios to help your child understand how to stay healthy and avoid the risk associated with substance use. Your child, it seems like they're expressing a curiosity about the pills they see and other bottles in the medicine cabinet. Uh oh, there you mm-hmm. go. Talk about just, the medicine I cabinet. just told you how I feel about that. Because the medicine is in the cabinet, it doesn't mean it's safe for them to take. So that kind of goes back to saying, hey, only take the medications mommy gives to you or the doctor gives to you. Uh, taking too many, um, that's not what we do. But what, it, what we want to do and elaborate on building some decision-making skills is I talked to you about this. There's a scenario that your child picks an outfit to school that don't really match, and you just say, oh, that's a scenario. Nope. I know, Monica, you already told me this, but it's helping decision-making. The child is wearing an outfit, and it's not really matching that well, and you encourage them by saying, I love your individuality. I love your decision-making, and it's building them up for those times when they have to make a decision in their you going to decide your individuality some kind of way. We're going to draw some art. We gonna draw some uh, cartoons or something, but you're not about to go to school looking crazy representing me. So we are gonna do it a different way. You know how I feel about that. You, yes, we, not we're not gonna, gonna talking be individual about dressing. You gonna so individual coloring or something. Yes, I you're know. Going to school it, looking tacky. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. So it's just an example of helping the person to make decisions, <laughs> and as a parent, you're supporting them, and that uh, as they grow along to the older years. Which is like becoming a preteen. They're preteens, nine to twelve years old. They're trying to figure their place in the world. They're, they're really, really. My goodness, middle school. Yes, middle school. That's we we have that course. in our family right now. They yes. really focus on the opinions of their friends, but they also. I, I went to church one time and I heard the pastor preach, and he was like, "Guess where gossiping start?" We was like, "Okay." Middle school, he said. I yes, mean, I think yes. it's true though because they just on the school. phone gossiping. Yes, my my goodness. Okay, my we're gonna keep moving along. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's because we're like what? Because as a parent, you you sometimes Monica, you're like wow, this is we you forget where you came from, forget what you did when you were twelve. We were real close friends with each other, so yeah. we wouldn't gossip yes. with nobody. So let's keep moving along, Monica, with this conversation. For nine to twelve years old, they're beginning to value they're beginning to value the relationships they have with their peers also of the conversation of no let's not smoke let's not take drugs make them the the conduit of it let them use their friendships and relationships with saying no we don't smoke no we don't take drugs you're gonna start looking raggedy you're gonna look tanky nobody's gonna like you what you're gonna do is just say You know, we talked about this when you're younger, but you're in an age where you might see people, uh, other kids, vaping, drinking, smoking, and doing drugs. I want you to remember that our family does not allow any substance use. Just like you said, Monica, is bad for your health. Your brain is still developing. So you are building on what we have established in your family a long time before. And so we're going to wind it up talking about Teenagers, wow! Uh, Teenagers—they're—they're they're very savvy when it comes to knowledge about drug use, and they need information and messages based on real life. So it's a pivotal time that parents need to help them with the choices that they're making. Um, you really can have some conversations around, you know, recent unfortunate drug deaths, drug deaths in celebrities, uh, drug deaths even on the news. You can use—they're so into the media. And you could use media exposure as an opportunity to have conversation with your young people about drugs. Drug death, that is a consequence that is forever. And so you could have a conversation about, you know, if you have a kid that talks to you in your family and they say, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so was sick at school, they said they're on drugs. That's a great conversation to have about drugs, great time. I, I think so too, and I think the most important thing is to have a, a real life conversation and go all the way back from where you started with preschoolers. And I think that what we're gonna do, Monica, it was such a robust conversation that we're gonna end with a word for the day and I I wanna say the scripture that says Proverbs twenty and one. No, I think I'm gonna choose something else. First Corinthians six nineteen and twenty. Do you know do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a the price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the psdiamondcelebration.com.